Hello, and welcome to the SWIB podcast, where members of the Wisconsin Retirement System can turn for timely information on the investments that help fund the state's pension system. I'm Chris Preisler, Communications Specialist for the State of Wisconsin Investment Board, or SWIB. And I'm Dusty Weiss, producer of the podcast. Wisconsin is known for its forward-thinking culture, which has contributed to a long history of entrepreneurs who have turned their ideas into successful businesses and companies that have grown to become fixtures in the state. Whether it's a small company that primarily does business in Wisconsin or a multinational corporation headquartered in the state but with clients spread across the globe, the State of Wisconsin Investment Board has partnered with all types of businesses to help those companies thrive. In this episode of the SWIB podcast, we're going to talk about how SWIB, through its private debt and venture capital portfolios, works with successful managers and business owners throughout the state to help them fulfill their objectives, strategies, and goals all while generating solid returns for the over 652,000 members of the Wisconsin Retirement System. The SWIB podcast is a monthly opportunity for you to learn more about the people and funds that comprise the Wisconsin Retirement System. Please make sure that you subscribe in your favorite podcast app so you don't miss an episode. Share this podcast with your fellow WRS members and leave a review on iTunes so it's easier for other members to find the show. Chris Prestigiacomo's business cards include the title of Portfolio Manager for SWIB, but Chris's title doesn't tell the entire story of what he's doing for Wisconsin. Every day, Chris and his colleagues work to find investments that benefit the WRS, while at the same time help companies of all sizes from all corners of the state write their own success stories. Chris manages SWIB's private debt and venture capital portfolios, which have a combined value of over $1.9 billion. Chris joins us today to talk about his role at SWIB, how the portfolios he manages are helping generate returns needed to keep the WRS strong, while providing companies like Quad Graphics, CUNA Mutual, Jockey, Organic Valley, and Eat Street the financial resources they need to grow and succeed. Chris, thanks for joining us on the SWIB Podcasts. Thanks for having me. Chris, you were born and raised in Wisconsin, and so the work that you're doing, I mean, it's got to really take on a special meaning for you, right? Can you talk about your background, how you landed at SWIB, and what your role there is? Yeah, absolutely. So I uh, was born and raised in uh, Madison, Wisconsin. I went to school here in Madison, did my undergrad at UW-Madison, and then my graduate degree at Edgewood College. Never really left Wisconsin. Uh, never left Madison. I'm a true townie. I started my career here in Madison uh, as a commercial lender for M&I for 10 years, and then in 2001, moved over to SWIB to help manage the private debt portfolio. I think, you know, the advantage of being from Madison, working for M&I for 10 years, I was able to develop a nice network of business contacts that allowed me to network deeper into the various communities around the state and find investment opportunities that we could make. It's got to be kind of fun for you being the local guy, if you will, at SWIB, because I know that just in running through the number of people that we've run through in the first four episodes of the podcast here, you find out that SWIB has a staff that is very broad and very deep in their experience, but also come from all over the country in a lot of cases. Do people come to you for restaurant recommendations or to learn more about Madison when they're new to town? All the time. So I'm the go-to person when it comes to recommendations in Madison or around the state of Wisconsin. You know, we always say that the Wisconsin portfolios, both the private debt portfolio and the venture capital portfolio, are the two portfolios that touch Wisconsin the closest. We're investing in companies that either are mature businesses that are manufacturing or making a product and selling it either in the Midwest or throughout the U.S. or even globally. 
And then we're investing in companies that it's really the company is so early that the business idea is still in the head of the entrepreneur. So we can seed those companies early and watch them grow. What was it that drew you to SWIB? How did you hear about the position and what was it about it that appealed to you? So it was really more of professional development. I wanted to take on a new role. I knew that there were different opportunities at SWIB and that's why I made the move. You know, I had spent, again, 10 years at a bank making term loans to companies and knew that the opportunity over at SWIB allowed me to expand my professional career, making longer term fixed rate loans to companies and or making uh, mezzanine loans to companies. So for me, it was just a change. I wanted to expand my professional career. Never any peer pressure to join friends from school or colleagues that set their sights on Wall Street and the big time, as they say? Yeah, n- not really. I mean, I think so. A lot of my friends, when we all graduated from Madison, all left to go to larger cities. They all went into investment banking or insurance or commercial banking at large world banks, money center banks. And it's funny because over a period of time, all of my friends decided to come back either to Madison or somewhere in Wisconsin or Chicago. They all wanted to be back in the Midwest just because the quality of life, obviously, in the Midwest is so much better than it is on the coast from a cost perspective as well as from a cultural perspective. Speaking as someone who myself moved out to the coast, in this case, Miami, Florida, and then boomeranged back to Wisconsin, I can say the call of America's dairyland is real. When you're a Midwesterner living abroad, as I like to say I did in South Florida, you yearn for that Midwestern lifestyle and quality of life. Yes. However, February in Madison, <laughs> Wisconsin is a little bit different than February in Miami. So, <laughs> Sadly, <laughs> yes. I try not to think about that this time of year a whole lot. So you mentioned that you're managing two portfolios, the private debt portfolio and the venture capital portfolio. Let's start with private debt. That portfolio has been around since the 1960s, and it provides financing for company operations both inside and outside the state. Can you maybe start by explaining what private debt is and then talk a little bit about the portfolio and its mandate? Yeah, absolutely. I guess I'd first like to talk a little bit about the history of the debt portfolio. So as Chris was saying, that actually dates back to the 60s. And at that time, SWIB was really the only public pension plan that was investing in private debt. And essentially what private debt is, it's a loan that you make pretty much or primarily to a private business. So it's typically a family-owned business that doesn't or can't access more of the public markets. So a good example is in the early days of Walmart, SWIB was actually a lender to Walmart to hit the, the Walmart distribution centers throughout the U.S. And so one of our past SWIB employees, a guy by the name of Bob Zobel, Bob was truly a pioneer in the financing and investment world. And Bob was really the one that created the private debt portfolio. So all the credit not only goes to Bob and also the individuals, the executives that were at SWIB at that time and our board, but it really laid the foundation for the portfolio today. And as I said, what we do is we lend money to businesses, either private or public, that want to take down loans for a long period of time, anywhere between seven and 15 years, and we'll do a fixed rate for them. The private debt portfolio is a portfolio that consists of companies that are located in the state of Wisconsin, as well as in the Midwest. I would say today, as the portfolio sits, about 80% of the portfolio is to Wisconsin businesses. 
And the really the qualifier there is the company has to either be headquartered in Wisconsin, have some type of operations in Wisconsin, or intend to invest the proceeds in Wisconsin. That's how we define does it fit in the Wisconsin private debt portfolio. And what I think is really neat about that is the fact that it allows SWIB not only to generate returns for its members, but also to really serve as an economic engine for the state of Wisconsin as well. So how does SWIB and the type of loans that it offers fit in with banks and other lending institutions as an option that's made available to these sorts of companies? Couldn't agree with you more there, Dusty. So we are a global investor, right? So we're investing all around the world. And our view is there should be good opportunities in the state of Wisconsin. And so we actually have a dedicated staff that looks to find opportunities throughout the state. We actually work very closely with commercial banks. We're a very good partner with commercial banks. And how we work with them is a lot of times a bank will want to invest in a company or make a loan to a company and really focus on only the line of credit. And we'll obviously look to take or provide other services to that particular company. And where we fit in is we can come in and provide a term loan to that business on a long-term fixed rate that maybe would be used to construct a manufacturing facility or a distribution facility. So the bank looks at us as a partner, as does the company. Oh, that's fascinating to hear because just again, as I learn more about SWIB in my role here, it serves as a Swiss army knife of sorts for generating returns. And SWIB also, as I understand it, works directly with these companies that it's loaning to going forward, correct? We do. Absolutely, Dusty. So when we make an initial loan to a business, you know, our preference is actually if the company has the opportunity, we like to make additional loans to them over time to help them grow and scale their business. So a win-win for us is to start a relationship with a borrower and then over time grow that relationship to provide more credit for them to build their operations. What are the nuts and bolts of how these loans work for the companies and for the members of the WRS? Yeah, so we offer two types of loans to the borrowers that we work with. Our first type of loan is our senior long-term fixed rate financing. So we're lending to businesses at a fixed rate over terms that range anywhere between seven years and 15 years. Some transactions are secured, depending upon the credit quality of the borrower, we will go unsecured. And most of the time our borrowers are using those dollars to typically construct some type of a manufacturing facility, distribution facility, maybe constructing a new headquarters. In some instances, they're looking at maybe making an acquisition. So they would use the proceeds of our loan to help fund that. We also offer a subordinated loan to some companies. And subordinated debt, you need to think about it. It's a little bit higher of a risk piece of financing, but also the returns are higher. Our typical subordinated debt loan amount ranges anywhere between $5 million and $15 million. Those terms tend to be a little bit shorter, so five years, interest only, typically. And the returns that we look for for our subordinated loans range anywhere between 14 and 18%. And I know that most of the folks listening to this hear it from the perspective of WRS members who are hopeful to generate returns and support their retirement through this, but I imagine that there are some of them as well who have friends or family members who are Wisconsin business owners. If somebody's looking for financing through SWIB, through this private debt portfolio, how do they go about reaching out to you and your team? So I'll just comment on a phone call that my team and I had yesterday with a Green Bay business. 
we're looking at actually providing some financing for a headquarters up in northern Wisconsin. And the CFO and head of treasuries, both of their wives are part of the Wisconsin retirement system. So as I said, there's pressure on both sides to make sure that it's a good loan, right? Because <laughs> their wives will hopefully participate at some point in time. So um, the best way to get a hold of us is on our website. We actually have a link where you can contact or reach out to SWIB essentially to get in touch with us. Is it just companies contacting you and your team or are you out actually following up on leads? Yeah, so SWIB is a very innovative organization and you're not going to find another public pension plan doing what we're doing. So you can think about our portfolio almost as a private bank, right? So we're looking for loans to make to companies, whether that they be in Wisconsin or Midwest or now full U.S., Because of that, we are actively out calling on CEOs, CFOs, attorneys, accountants, turnaround consultants, commercial banks to try and find these opportunities. We just can't sit, kind of wait for the phone to ring. We need to be out there looking for loan opportunities. And how much does SWIB have invested through the private debt portfolio? Current value of the private debt portfolio today is about $600 million. That's nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. About 52 borrowers right now. And about 80 loans. So back to my comment before is, you know, we like to work with a client or a customer or a borrower more than once. So a lot of our customers have multiple loans with us. So going forward, do you see the amount invested in the portfolio increasing or decreasing? So I took the portfolio over in 2006. That's when I was made portfolio manager. So we've essentially doubled the size of the portfolio over that period of time since 2006. I do expect that we'll see the dollar amount in the Wisconsin private debt portfolio growing. On a percentage basis, though, we'll probably see the percentage come down overall because we have expanded the portfolio to full U.S. And the list of companies that has been able to benefit from working with SWIB is pretty impressive. I've just been given a short peek behind the curtain here, but they're recognizable Wisconsin companies, Quad Graphics, Jockey, Aurora Healthcare, CUNA Mutual Group. Can you share an example of a company that SWIB has worked with and what the outcome was for them? Yeah, absolutely. So probably one of my favorite transactions that I worked on was with a company by the name of City Forest. And City Forest is located up in Ladysmith, Wisconsin. And if any of you- Way up north there. I was going to say, if any of you know where Ladysmith is, I'm very impressed because I didn't know about Ladysmith until we looked at this opportunity. So City Forest actually was in the parent tissue roll manufacturing market. So they made large tissue rolls that then would be converted into Kleenex and toilet paper. And so what actually happened was, and this goes back a few years, but Enron actually made an investment in City Forest to get to know and better understand the pulp markets. So they actually wanted to become involved in a trader marketer of pulp. And so the best way for them to do that and to learn the industry was to make an investment in a company. And they found City Forest up in Ladysmith, Wisconsin. The timing of the investment wasn't the best for Enron because they ultimately, as we all know, fell onto some pretty difficult financial times, but that actually created an opportunity for us. So the concern was if City Forest couldn't refinance out Enron, they would potentially be dragged into all of the bankruptcy proceedings that Enron was going to be going through. Um, Actually, they were already in bankruptcy at that time. So we actually came in and took out those notes. But the issue was someone could have come in, bought those notes and taken over the company. And then who knows what happens to that business. But what we did is we came in and bought those notes out at a pretty significant discount out of bankruptcy, which allowed the company to bring in a new bank 
to provide them the working capital to build that business back up. And what that meant was all of those jobs that City Forest had created and all of those employees that were working at that mill knew that their business, their company was going to be around. So we bought those notes out and ultimately we knew that the business was a good business and that's exactly what happened is they actually were doing really well and because they did well, they were able to refinance us out a couple of years later. But we made a very nice return for our portfolio and for ultimately our beneficiaries. And ultimately as well, probably saved the town of Ladysmith because- kept the business Kept a pretty significant business going in Ladysmith, Wisconsin. Uh, That's really neat to hear. Wisconsin, of course, is a state that has a very diverse array of different sectors represented in its business community from manufacturing to big ideas and biotech. Does SWIB's private investment portfolio sort of span that same array or is there an area in particular where it specializes? Yeah, no, it's a great question. So across both of our portfolios, the private debt portfolio and the venture capital portfolio, they span both across all industries and all stages. So our private debt portfolio, primarily, if you looked at it today, has probably more of a weighting towards manufacturing, just because that's what's here in the Midwest. So we have exposure to manufacturing companies, financial companies, so banks and insurance companies, distribution companies, healthcare. So a very broad base of industry within the private debt portfolio. And then you flip over to the venture capital portfolio, and we're investing in companies that are in the tech space. So a good example of that would be, we were investors in Eat Street, which is a local, well, it's not so startup anymore. It's a real business here in Madison, Wisconsin. So it's in the food delivery space, all the way to helping fund companies that are in the biotech or medical device space, like Flugen, which is developing a universal flu vaccine here in Madison, Wisconsin. And then on the med tech side, we've also invested in companies like Tomotherapy, which went public a number of years ago and then was ultimately acquired by another public company. And we also invested in a med tech company by the name of New Wave Medical here in Madison, Wisconsin, which ultimately was acquired by Ethicon, which is a subsidiary of J&J. It's an exciting portfolio and I think very much representative of the business in the state itself. But Ultimately, as we've said, and we'll continue to say, the goal is to provide reasonable returns for the Wisconsin retirement system. So I'd love to learn a little bit more about how those investments have performed over the years. Our main objective of both portfolios is to generate market rate returns for our beneficiaries, right? You know, we're here to make sure that we can fund the payments to our beneficiaries for a very, very long time. And to make sure that we're doing that, all of our portfolios, not only mine, but all of the other portfolios throughout SWIB have benchmarks. And we have to either meet or exceed those benchmarks. And if you look across the debt portfolio and the venture portfolio over a long period of time, 10 years, I'm happy to say that both portfolios have outperformed our benchmark. Has the COVID-19 pandemic had any impact on private debt? Has it changed your thoughts on strategy moving forward? So on the debt side, and this actually holds true for our venture portfolio, but some companies actually, COVID has been a tailwind, right? So it's actually helped their business. And some, unfortunately, it's been a headwind. On the private debt side, for companies that have had some challenges, our view is, and what we've done is we're willing to work with them. So because we're long-term fixed rate lenders, we know that companies are going to probably see a a recession or maybe two during a cycle, during our term loan. So we spent a lot of time upfront getting to know the company well, getting to know the management team well, realizing that there's maybe a point in time where there's going to maybe see some challenges and we want to be in a position where we can work with them. So in terms of COVID, yes, we've had some companies that have seen some challenges. 
but we've been able to kind of work with them. And we think the companies that we've had to work with will come out of this on the other side. You asked, has COVID changed our thoughts on strategy for private debt? Not at all. So I always say if anybody underwrites any credit or investment that there's going to be a pandemic, nobody would invest any money. I mean, nobody saw this coming. (laughs) So again, we know companies are going to see some bumps, whether that's a pandemic or whether that's a recession or maybe a product recall. We understand. At the end of the day, we're risk takers, right? We have to take risks, but we have to do it in a measured way. And so we understand that there's going to be some bumps along the way. And then the other thing I should mention is, and I don't know if you talked to Dusty about this, but we're a fully funded pension plan. And what that allows us to do is really take a long-term view on a strategy. There's a lot of public plans here in the United States that are underfunded. And unfortunately, they don't have the luxury of being able to look for the long-term. They have to make very short-term decisions based on whatever liquidity or whatever events are going on within their state. We don't have that issue here. So in turbulent times, we can actually lean in a little bit into risk a little more and actually pick up some nice value which ultimately leads to some long-term good returns for the beneficiaries. Part of what makes SWIB, again, a model for pension funds across the country and indeed across the world, the way that it's fully funded and able to embrace strategies and tactics that perhaps aren't available to other public pension funds. And I think we're one of only four fully funded plans in the United States. And it was really how the plan was constructed, how the mechanisms were put in place to keep us fully funded. It was a very visionary kind of idea and well-constructed, and some of that helps us stay fully funded today. There's a lot of public plans that are in really bad shape, and how they get out of that mess, I don't know. We're lucky. We're very fortunate that we have, you know, we've got a good plan in place. We've got a good team in place, a good board in place that helps us really focus on making good investments. So let's turn to venture capital. SWIB is one of the state's largest investors in the venture capital asset class. You oversee a portfolio that's specific to Wisconsin investments and one that includes investments outside the state. Let's focus on the Wisconsin venture capital portfolio. Can you talk a little bit about the goal of the portfolio and the types of companies SWIB's investing in? Absolutely. So just a little bit of history. SWIB has been an investor in venture capital since the mid-80s, and it was in 1999 2000 time period where we actually created the Wisconsin Venture Capital Portfolio. And that was a portfolio that was constructed to invest in fund managers as well as in companies directly. And those fund managers and those companies were located or headquartered here in the state of Wisconsin. And we've been able over the past, gosh, 20 years, been able to build that portfolio out to include more companies as well as a few additional managers. The thesis behind the portfolio was back in 1999-2000, there were a lot of technologies that were being created at the universities, in particular Madison, on the biotech side, the life sciences side, that were, on a commercialization standpoint, interesting, but there wasn't any capital here. And there was one or two companies that actually had been spun out and done well, and we continued to see that there was a lack of early-stage venture here in the state. And so that thesis that there were good early stage opportunities being created in the labs and the classrooms at the university system, that with some money and some experienced investor and a management team could actually be taken out of the system and built into real businesses. And so that was really the, the origins of the Wisconsin Venture Capital Portfolio. How much is invested in the Venture Capital Portfolio right now? Total today invested in the Venture Capital Portfolio is $1.3 billion. So why is it that SWIB thinks it can find the right investments in Wisconsin? So first, I would say that I'm a big believer that 
there are smart individuals and entrepreneurs around the world, wherever. They don't have to be located in Silicon Valley, San Francisco, Palo Alto, New York, Boston. There are smart people all over. Our view is that the ability to find smart entrepreneurs in and around Wisconsin or Midwest, there's not a lot of capital in the Midwest either, that have a creative idea or a technology to solve a big problem that society is currently faced with that could potentially be a large market and a, a large investment outcome. You know, we want to try and be involved in that opportunity. Chris, you talked earlier about the technologies being created at the universities, particularly UW-Madison, and how there's this lack of early-stage venture capital in the state. I understand SWIB came up with a creative solution to that problem when it partnered with Wharf and formed 4490 Ventures. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so this goes back to 2009-2010 time period where we were noticing, and this primarily was associated with more early stage information technology companies that were having a difficult time finding or accessing capital. And good companies here couldn't find capital. So what do they do? They end up leaving. They go to the coast, raise money, and then they locate their business there. So we saw this opportunity. And what we decided to do was start our own fund. And that was a strategy where we wanted a partner. And so we actually formed a relationship with the Wisconsin Alumni Research Foundation where both SWIB and WARF made a commitment to a first fund that was going to be focused on early stage information technology companies. And we would go out and recruit a first class VC. And we spent probably a year trying to find the right person. And ultimately, we found somebody, Greg Robinson, who moved his family here from the Bay Area to start 4490 Ventures. And Greg saw what was happening here in Madison and Milwaukee and a lot of other cities around the state have a pretty vibrant early stage ecosystem. And Greg saw the opportunity and made the move. And that fund has seen a great deal of success since it was formed. That's right. So Greg raised a fund one where Swib and Wharf were the sole limited partners in that fund. And then he went on to raise uh, fund two and he's got some successful high growth companies in fund two. So we're very happy with the relationship. And again, back to my comment earlier, it's not about just the capital. It's about the network that Greg can provide to introduce the companies that he's investing in or other companies that maybe he hasn't invested in, his network on the coast, whether that's to bring on a board member, advisor, introduce someone to a first customer. It's all important. You have to tell listeners the significance of the name of the fund, 4490. They might be curious about that. I was scratching my head over here, actually. So both Wharf and Swib are located in Madison, but we didn't want to make this a Madison-centric fund. So to really symbolize that, we came up with the name 4490 Ventures, and 4490 is the latitude and longitude of the middle of the state of Wisconsin. Very cool. You must have a lot of connections in the Silicon Valley. When you think of venture capital, you're thinking Silicon Valley. What's the reaction when you tell people on the coasts that there are opportunities here in Wisconsin, in the Midwest? First of all, they say, where? Where are you located? <laughs> so when I first started kind of working on the Wisconsin venture capital portfolio, and we started to do a little bit more of marketing outreach to the coasts to let them know that we were active local investors. I think that there was a little bit of hesitation that, you know, Wisconsin, is there really anything going on there? I'm pleased to say now is that postal investors are starting to pay attention to not only Wisconsin, but the Midwest. Again, back to my point before, an entrepreneur, smart entrepreneur, doesn't have to be located in Silicon Valley or Boston. They can be located anywhere, especially what we've seen coming out of the pandemic, right? You can work wherever you want. 
And so I think what we're starting to see more and more of is coastal VCs spending more time in the Midwest, in Wisconsin, looking for opportunities, given the fact that valuations, so it's pretty expensive to start a company in San Francisco. It's not as expensive if you start a company in Madison, Wisconsin. The other thing too is I think this might be a little controversial, but I think you get a little bit more of a dedicated employee here in Wisconsin, in the Midwest, that's not going to jump around for a better options package or more equity. So a dedicated, loyal, hardworking workforce here in the state or in, in the Midwest, I think is another differentiator. And then at the end of the day, living in San Francisco, if I have a young family, it's probably not the best quality of living, right? Where I can move to Madison and buy a nice house. I've got great schools, great health care. If I want a big city experience, I'm close to Milwaukee, Chicago, Minneapolis. And it's a Big Ten school, right? So Big Ten football, when we get back to normal, there's nothing better than that. I know a lot of people that I went to school with at the University of Wisconsin who moved out to the West Coast, lived and worked in Silicon Valley for five, six years, and then pulled that ripcord and boomeranged back to Wisconsin and, right. and moved back here to settle down and start a family and, and enjoy all the fruits of living in a town like Madison. That's right. So it's a very real trend. The one thing I'll add is we do a pretty good job of bringing our coastal VCs to Madison and maybe having them spend a half a day here meeting with some companies or meeting with staff or entrepreneurs or professors at the university. And a lot of times they won't make an investment here in a company in Madison, but what they can do is they can offer up their network, right? And what that provides is a lot of our startups are in need of a management team, a good board member, an introduction to maybe a first customer. And so some of the relationships that we have on the coast and provide those connections. So it's not about just investing money. It's about opening up your network and helping businesses. And we've actually seen some pretty good outcomes with networking, coastal VCs, and Madison companies. That's very cool. And is there a specific industry or type of company that SWIB is really looking to invest in? Or is it, again, just sort of all comers across the spectrum? So the majority of the investments that we make in the venture capital portfolio are in funds. So what we're doing is we're making a commitment to invest in a fund, and then the underlying manager will then invest in companies. So we invest in both funds as well as directly in companies. In terms of sector, where do we spend our time on? The majority of the portfolio, about 75% of the portfolio is focused more towards information technology companies, both on the enterprise side as well as the consumer side. And then the difference would be more life sciences, and that would be biotech, pharma, as well as medtech. And while there's no guarantee that a company is going to be successful, many of the companies that are in the portfolio or in the funds that SWIB's investing in have seen tremendous growth and success, right? They have. Venture capital is probably the highest risk asset class. Let's say if you're investing in a portfolio of 10 companies, you can expect that three to five of those companies, you're going to lose all your money. You'll have one or two companies that give you a little bit of a return back, but then you'll have one company or two companies that generate the returns that you're looking for in venture 10x, 20x times. That makes all the losses absolutely worthwhile then. It does. So we talked about that really neat example from the private debt portfolio, but are there any venture capital investments that SWIB has made that you think really exemplify a great success story? There's quite a few to talk about. I think the one that probably closest to home, given it's a Madison company, is a New Wave Medical. So New Wave developed a tumor ablation technology. And we invested in the company's first Series A round and, and obviously continued to finance future rounds. But 
ultimately, when we first invested in New Wave, there was really only one employee. And then shortly thereafter, they started hiring. But we made an early stage investment in New Wave. And ultimately, that company grew to a point where Johnson & Johnson bought the business from us. We made a very nice return. And I'm happy to say that the business is still headquartered here in Madison. So Johnson & Johnson has gone on to hire more people for the business here in Madison. So again, we look at that as a kind of a win-win investment. It's been a great investment return for our beneficiaries, but it's also created jobs and economic development here in Madison. So you mentioned that venture capital is one of the more risky types of investments that you can make. Members of the WRS that are listening may hear that and get scared. When you think of venture capital, there's a lot of chance for failure. But having those types of risky investments in a diversified portfolio like SWIB has is important, right? That's right. I mean, you, you hit it right on the head when you said diversified portfolio. So we're not making one investment in one company. So that's an undiversified investment. And so there is a lot of risk there. If you look across the venture portfolio, across all of the funds and all of the direct companies that we have investments in, there's probably over 2,000 companies, right? Some of those companies are not going to work out. That's venture. Some of those companies are going to do quite well. And it's those companies that do well that are going to return significant dollars back to the beneficiaries to the Wisconsin retirement system. So if you think of companies, you know, a lot of venture-backed companies out there today that are the most successful businesses, right? Microsoft was venture-backed, Apple was venture-backed, Uber, um, Amgen, Starbucks, those were all venture-backed companies. And you only need to find a few of those to really make the returns work. And the last thing I would say is, you know, we're not doing this on our own, right? So we're working with some of the best investors around the world. And it's those individuals that are out looking for opportunities, networking with entrepreneurs, have the network to find the best opportunities. That's who we want to partner with. And they generate the solid returns for the system. And ultimately, results are everything in a field like this. And like the private debt portfolio, the Wisconsin Venture Capital Portfolio has a track record of performing really well to the benefit of the WRS. It does. So again, if you looked at our long-term returns for the Wisconsin Venture Capital Portfolio, they're all 10 years plus beating the benchmark. Chris, it's been a great discussion today. Thanks so much for being part of the podcast. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the SWIB Podcast. We will be bringing you updates on a monthly basis, so make sure to take a moment and subscribe in your favorite podcast app. Also, remember to follow SWIB on LinkedIn and subscribe to our email list for more information. The SWIB Podcast is brought to you by the State of Wisconsin Investment Board and produced by PodCamp Media. Branded podcast production for businesses, podcampmedia.com, with editing by Larry Kilgore III. Thanks again for listening. I'm Chris Preisler. And I'm Dusty Weiss.